we're, we're back again, guys. We're back again another week. We back again. We're going to start the show in our new in our new routine, our new tradition, our tradition for 2023. Um, and here we go. Bit of a build up. Get on the floor. <laughs> Grab your lady. It's time to two step. Nothing but the best slow jams. Nothing but the most romantic of music right here on 2BT FM. We're taking it to the West Cop. Western Kick. In the beginning, there was God. Took the most, oh my, took the most. Take my fight, take me back to fight. Get so chaotic, and say so much. In the beginning, there was God. Took the most, oh my, took the most. Simon Post, chaotic, this loss. Philip, I thought we agreed last week that the way we're going to start our show is with with me throwback memes, just reminding people of what the internet was like several years ago. Yeah, and then the listeners heard that and they're like, "Nah," and they flooded me zero with some nothing but Western Cape. How did I find the song, Dad? How exact, did I find the song? Exactly. Do you think I dedicated a whole weekend to look through obscure playlists for Western Cape? Oh, no, Dan, I'll never. Well, I would like to introduce you, our listeners, to a could be racist meme from 2017, 2018, five years ago. And it's called Ugandan Knuckles. Ah, uh, it's not old enough. That's not, that's not old enough. Dan. We need to go back. <gasps> Oh, just read me Wait, man, let me finish. Load up, load up, load up again, and because I remember him, I got a better one. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. You don't know the way. Do you know the way? I know the way. You have to have Ebola to know the way. I have Ebola. He doesn't know the way to know the way. This was a series of memes that was posted everywhere on the internet, especially in gaming forums, etc., etc., around about 2018. Um, if you came across it, you may have been very confused because I was, I was very confused up to today. I remember Uganda knuckles, but I had no idea where it came from, what it was. And for this show, I prepared, just read up on it and whatever. And I realized, oh no, it was actually racist. Just like many things on the Mm. internet. It's basically some YouTuber who started a, 
you're basically mocking, you know, African accents. Then it grew and grew until people are now like including Ebola in the stories and whatever, whatever. But that is why in 2018, Uganda Knuckles, which is a poorly drawn version of, you know, the Sonic the Hedgehog character Knuckles was all over the internet with, do you know the way? Do you know the way? Uh, Anything you post, oh, people will just I, respond with, do you know the way? You're welcome. I have a better Ugandan YouTube meme from 13 years ago. This is probably one of the pinnacle, the pinnacles of Ugandan cinema. Is it who killed Captain Alex? <laughs> oh no, I found I found the Kiswahili trailer. Need to find, let me find the so, English trailer. Fun fact. Do you know the way? was picked up from who killed Captain Alex. Captain, yes. I find that, that, like, that phrase was literally taken from that movie. The best of the best movies. It's it's terrible, but it's so entertaining. I love it. I remember that. It's so bad. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, so welcome to the Did you see did you see the documentary of the guy that made it? No. Philip. There's only limited no. time in my life. I can't be watching a documentary about the guy who made who killed Captain so, Alex from Uganda. Weirdly enough, I think it was Vice. Vice did like I think ten, maybe maybe around ten years ago. They did a, a documentary where they they went to Kampala, and even then, because he had done quite a few Ugandan movies, mm-hmm. they go to the studio. His studio is a boy's guy, and the machines he uses to edit his stuff. He literally goes to the garbage dump and salvages through to find motherboards, RAM chips, hard drives. He repairs them and then he uses those in his studio. It was crazy. Like after then I was like, okay, you know what? I can't even hate. This man is doing the things with what he has available. That that was inspiring to me. That's what it's all about. Because then in the beginning, Philip he was gone. The internet is not about inspiring. What are you even talking about? The internet is wasted on you, Philip. The internet is to tear each other down. That's the whole purpose of it. Hence the racist meme that I highlighted. Guys, please don't tear each other down. Use the internet for better things. Do you know Dewey? Do you know Dewey? Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce you to Dewey. We are going to be starting our show with some energy. So I have to ask, are y'all good to go? Sound of the them. Let me hear a drum Right. 
Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles. We back again with another episode, and it is your boys. Uh, my name is Danny, that guy, aka Danos, the Mad Titan, aka Denford, Wigumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Give me spaghetti roads. Huh. What do we need? Guys, we don't have no more roads. AKA Akuna Moment, Dan we back again with another episode. That's why we need spaghetti roads. And he's able to only a mistake, but they feel the unquestionable, the undeniable. Phil Chad, aka Flint, lost the big boss, baby, aka Pizza P, aka Sexton Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mkara, the end of course, a sham, a sham worry. What's up, Dan? Oh, back to Zessa's back. Let me turn on my lights. Yeah, I know. Look, Zessa's been wilding. I have to say, Zessa's been wilding, yo. Mm. Are you giving a woe for Zessa? <laughs> it just had to happen the very week that I brought my wife to Zimbabwe. No, she must, she must be introduced to Zim. I, I, you know what? <laughs> It would be an interesting interview, you know. It would be an interesting just to sit down and be like, "Yo, so how you how you finding things?" You know, like how, how's the culture shock? No, no, no. I'm, I... I'm doing my best to uh, cushion her from the worst of it. And honestly, let me not lie to you, Philip. SA is also going through it right now. I know they are not yet on Zim level. There's still a long way to go, but SA is going through it. They they had mad load shedding December, even like up to January when we left, um, and. The only difference was they would tell you about it. They would tell you that the power is going to be. That's a big difference, like Dan. It's a that huge a difference. Big I must say, it's a that's huge a big difference. difference. But do you know? Do you know? How, do you know how? Like, do you know how mentally freeing that is, Dan? You know, like when Zesa goes right after ten p.m., I start stressing, and I'm like, "Is it still load shedding, or do we now have a fault?" <laughs> For the past week. And I'm not even joking. So I, I told you this. There was like a, there was a time where there was a fault, and I went like four days without power. Yeah. There was another time. I don't know what's going on with our line, but power would go in the morning. It would come back for one minute exactly every day, and go again. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, oh damn it, that's a fault. So I'm calling them, and I'm spending twenty minutes with, on the on, on 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 call call waiting with the call center. And the set of relief I felt. There's one time he even said, "No, sir, I'll call you back. Let me, let me, let me double, double check this." This man called me back. He says, "No, sorry, sir. Don't worry about it. It's just load shedding." Do you know? And I was relieved. But then I had to stop and I think to myself, like, "Yo, do you know how crazy of a situation it is?" Phil, where I'm calling to find out if it's a fault. I'm called back, and it's like, "No, it's just load shedding." And I'm relieved, like. <sighs> okay, so we can't, we can't, we can't start every episode with a rant. We can't. Come on, man. <laughs> I think I was going to ever. I'll listen to you, man. Listen, I'm going to switch things over to positive. All right. So we're going to be celebrating as Zimbabwe and doing it big. If you guys have watched uh, the TV show, Your Honor, it's on Showtime starring Brian Cranston. Uh, a Zimbabwean actually has a pretty major role in it. His name is Lil Mo in the show. His real life name is Keith mm-hmm. Machekanyanga, uh, a.k.a. Keith Cuts the Horns. Um, he is the right man hand of the Desire Gang leader in the Lower Ninth Ward. I don't even know what that means because I haven't watched the show. But yeah, shout out to him. He was look at look at look at you, Dan. Dan, I don't lie. Like this episode, I actually wanted to speak to Keith. So shout out to Saint Tinashe Tinashe on Instagram who hit me up about him. Funny enough, I was, he actually connected me to his profile. I, I've had a, I've had a few conversations with Keith. 
Then when it came to like, yo, my man's doing hopping the podcast, blue ticks all the way. So I don't know if my man's went to our page or he listened to the podcast and he was like, I don't want no parts of this. But anyway, so Keith, the, the invitation to have you on the show is still open. But yeah, Dad, you need to start watching Your Honor. Your Honor is such a good show. That's that's quality TV. It's a good it's a good There's TV too many show. Things to watch, Phil. Uh yeah. There's way 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 too but many yeah. things to watch. I'd be keen to watch it. Um, nah. uh, I just started watching The Last of Us. Have you seen it? Uh, no. So I'm waiting for that. And I'm also not in the right mental state to watch such a program because I've played the game back in the day. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, I understand. Uh, I'm, I understand. Let me let me let me let me, let me get into a happier place. Let me get into a more stable place, and then I, I can watch such a program. Until then, ah, Jack, it's for the only thing I'm watching right now is stand up and documentaries. That's all I'm watching. Stand up and documentaries. That's all like that's all I can take right now. As long as it's not true crime, so. But I won't lie to you. The Last of Us. Uh, oh, honestly, is, is the, Matt done watching the, true crime the shows? Best. No, I mean, if you're feeling in a bad space, you know. Hey, that's a. I never watch true crime. I never watched true crime. You know something they never tell it's you only, about it's, marriage, it's, it's, and and even like serious relationships. Your TV watching habits change, and it's not always voluntary. You know what I mean? But anyway, no, no. Oh wait, yeah, you haven't even got to the point where you can't watch the show without the person. That's where we are. Phil. Sometimes the, let me extra, let me try so and explain got, how difficult it is. This is how difficult it is. You can't watch the show. Unless you're watching it together. When you want to watch the show, the person doesn't want to watch the show. So you suggest, it's okay if you don't want to watch it, I'll watch it. We can always... There's the- <laughs> you no, idiot. <laughs> we have to watch it together. But you don't want to watch it. You actually don't want to watch it. I want to watch it. No, we'll watch it together. Anyway. You, you know, a, you're not a, a smart struggle. Man. Ah, we, Marriage is going to teach you some you. lessons. <laughs> My marriage is going to teach you some lessons. Have you got? Have you got? No, okay, Dad. You, you can. You can. You can whisper this part. Have you got to the point where you you watch the show, and you don't tell her you watch the show, and then you watch the episode again? Now you got to pretend to be surprised when you're oh, watching the show. Of course not. Like, I, I can't believe he did that. <gasps> what? What, Phil? What kind of person do you take me? I would never, 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 never. <laughs> Whatever Phil is suggesting is horrid, disgusting. And I would <laughs> never do such a thing. Crims, cut this part out. Crims, you better not. Crims, <laughs> you better turn the volume up in this section. There better be max volume over here, buddy. <laughs> right, hey, listen, let's uh, let's uh, catch up on what we had in our last episode. I thought it was a great episode when I was listening back to it. Yes, I do listen to our own episodes for my own entertainment. Um So well, last week we were speaking about the Carnival Girls. I just thought this was important, but Phil said it was okay, but... I just thought it's important to say at the time I thought we did put out the disclaimer that we don't know for sure what the drugs were in convent. If you missed the last episode, basically and we were hypothetical. Yeah. And that was part of our complaint. We were like, the problem here is the sister who wrote the letter was not specific enough. So she left too much open to interpretation and boy did Zimbabweans interpret. Yep. And you know, parents, the problem with the problem with Zim parents, if you if you drink coke, some people view that as drugs. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, mm, mm, um, mm, mm. 
Yeah, last week we spoke about how at uh, the very conservative Zimbabwean school viewed as one of the elite schools, A schools, whatever you want to call it, Dominican convent, there was a big scandal because there was uh, uh, apparently uh, eight girls that were expelled for uh, using and distributing drugs, according to the letter that they put out. They didn't give us details as to which drugs, but they did mention, uh, uh, they said, they said um, controlled substance, restricted substances, drugs, and vape. So... I don't. Uh, we. I suppose we don't. We still don't know the exact nature of the drugs, but I think since then, a lot of the information that has come out is like, "Hey, you guys are wilding with the whole crystal meth conversation. Relax. It's probably not crystal meth." So I don't know exactly what it is. So I just wanted to clarify. If in our last episode we seem to dwell a lot on crystal meth, uh, and even the naming of the episode, you know, Breaking Bed, um, it was it was just based on the information we had, and probably there was no crystal meth. I don't know. But what I found interesting about the story is. Um, so <laughs> I spoke to my boss at work. She had just come from convent because she wanted to go speak to the headmistress. Apparently it's her friend. And, uh, the police had rocked up and they were like, ah, oh, we noticed there's some drug problems. So now it's on, in our hands. So as you can imagine, I'm pretty sure that everything is being handled above board and excellently now. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to the ZRP for making sure they are there. When it happens, we will be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they really are you know quelling this issue. It, it, I'm really I'm really glad that ZRP nipped this issue in the bud. I mean, they they saw the problem festering, and they've squashed it. Now drugs have been eradicated. From, the war of drugs is over. Then it's done. It's We're won. done. We're done. Zimbabwe is drug free. ZRP are on it. They are on it. Lovely. Also, I can sleep easy at night. We got a little bit of feedback from our last episode, but one thing I didn't see feedback on was on the world interview. And I feel like sometimes a lot of people don't. Like, do you guys... All right, Jimbo, Google it, all right? Just Google the man. No, nah, it's, it's because I haven't done promo. Let me, let me, let me do some promo, get some clips out. People, guys, need to understand. World is, world is, 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 is a big name. You know, guys, we get big names. He was in Atlanta writing for some of the biggest artists in America. When we were phoning him, guys, he took time out of his day to be like, yo, let me speak to big team. Those are my guys. You see, like like people were commenting, oh, I love the episode, huh? When you said this, when you did this, nah, 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 nah. and I was like, ain't nobody going to mention world. Are you guys serious right now? Anyway, it is what it is. I just wanted to say out there, listen, if you guys skipped the interview because you prefer when we are just cracking jokes and you don't want to hear interviews, I would highly recommend you listen to that interview. But anyway, um. Also, I want to say oh, shout out to uh, Tapio Winston Musa, who resonated with the idea of, when I said last week. You know, you know how I deal with feelings: suppress, suppress, suppress. I highlighted this because I wanted to say, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, as a podcast, we have been advocates and proponents of seeking out professional help to deal with your mental health issues. I was joking. I mean semi-joking, but also like don't follow that advice. Uh, please don't suppress any uh, negative feelings that you have. Seek out a professional. If you need help, you are welcome to go to twobroketimbos.com forward slash help. Um, yeah, so just wanted to remind what, you of that. Thought it was important. Okay, Dan, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't mean to be a negative Nancy or anything, but who do we refer them to? We will sort that out, Phil. But in the meantime, we will make a plan. Actually, so for the record, Phil, oh, I never told you. Um, 
Dr. Nell reached out and she was like, listen, if you need help in the gap that was left by Dr. Nirai, obviously, please reach out to me. And I said, thank you very much for the offer. I'll let you know. So, yeah. So, oh, that was nice. Uh, we'll be taking up with that offer because, yeah, hey, I think I need to, oh, yeah, it's been a tough month. Woo. Yeah. Oh, and finally, uh, not last week, but a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the bouncers who had been uh, arrested because they were doing a stebby stebby at uh, outside Pablo's. Uh, hey, look at that. Stebby stebby. Yeah, stebby stebby. Um, they have been released on bail um, this past week. They had been in custody since December 30th, which is over a month. And just this week, they were released on bail. Uh, that's Gideon and Blessing. You know, nice guys. They were given a 100,000 Zim, do- Zim dollar bail each, <coughs> which is basically a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so now they're out. Yo, stop, stop. <laughs> just wanted to give you that update. A hundred thousand bond is not a hundred dollars. It's actually less than a hundred dollars. <laughs> have you ever, tr- have you ever tried to explain? Have, Okay, does anyone have like a, a a presentation in point form? I need it of how the exchange rate works in Zimbabwe. Please, I'm begging. Uh, and now we have four currencies. I, I'm begging, please, because I'm struggling right now to try and explain it because my wife really wants to swipe in pick and pay. She wants to swipe with her MasterCard. Wait, swiping with her card? Yes. I'm like, baby. Is she mad? Philip, do you, do you know how difficult it is to explain this to anyone outside of Zim? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to draw up charts and 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 <laughs> flow charts and uh, anyway. Con, con, <laughs> three, two, uh, okay, hold on. Hey, con and young Jesus. <laughs> Why are you playing this, Philip? <laughs> I'm trying to take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me hear it. Only way to If you were rider, yeah. I can't sleep. I'm living in hell. Give us the work and throw us in jail. Yeah, that's all I wanted. I just wanted that line. Because oh, at night I can't sleep. Yeah. It's not that bad. They, I mean, some things are bad. First, they give us the bond note, then they throw us in jail. Anyway, so all the housekeeping is done. Now we can vibe out, Phil. What do you want to talk about? You know what I want to talk about, Phil? Mm, 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 mm. Mm. So, you know, you know, actually, just me uh, he's, he's a riddle, sir. Uh, I'm cool. I'm just calling about that money, bro. Um, how far? 
What? I'm just calling about the money offer. Which man? <laughs> I'm just playing with you, man. You're on the podcast. <laughs> huh? I said I'm just playing with you on the podcast. Hello. <laughs> uh, what's, what's up, guys? Chilling, nah, chilling. Much, much. Nothing much. My my, you should have let me know. You know, I'm 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 still here. Like I need to you know when I'm with Shega, Shega. Hey man, do this. I don't need a pocket knife. Shega, Shega. Daraga. Chi roadcaster, chama gatenge seraga. Chinema problems. I don't know. I I don't even I don't even know why you trying to involve me in in green. You bought this thing. A long time ago, it's not even mine. Hey, oh God, these 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 hotkeys, <laughs> these hotkeys are not working. I can't map them. Uh, oh, no listeners, I want you to see. I want you to see this this man who is called King Kandoro, who likes to paint himself as a a, a leader of the streets, a voice of the people. He's out here closing people. I know we see you, man. See you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have to, I have to pay homage to my roots somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what up, man? Muda, Muda, Sika. No, we were just discussing, uh, you know, what, what, what we were doing over the holidays, and I was just, I remember that we hadn't even had a proper recap of your two shows. Uh, just came from your show last weekend. I'm just proud of you, man. Don't move by your hammers, doing your thing. Wait. Wait, is this is this is this is this the first wait, is this not the first episode? You guys have been back. Did you not do it yet the first time you came back? Uh we we, we touched on it lightly. We're dealing with the death in the family, the Mukudze. Ah, that's true. My condolences, guys, my condolences. Ah, no thanks. Uh the thanks for the hammers, guys. Thanks for the hammers. Uh the idea is to do better than what you've been doing for Tagdon of Baravarungo Marimash. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I'm not going to give away your show, but I think like with with this one at the theater, finding it conveniently it was just down the road there, so it was just a short, a short, a short drive. Yeah. I, could, I could have actually walked. I wanted to come in, and I had tickets. I had tickets. I was ready to come. Was like, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Mm-hmm. Because uh, because I had to pick up my wife. I was literally picking up my wife uh, at the airport at the time. You picked it up, why didn't you just come to the theater? We still would have been late. So they started an hour late. I actually asked Dan the same question because he's on the way home. He actually passed the theater on the way. Hmm. So you guys thought that I must go pick up my wife, and then from there, on our way home from the airport, after a traumatic move to Zimbabwe. I must pass through. I must. It would have through. been the perfect way to soft launch Zimbabwe. Exactly, then that, a comedy that with, show. That with, some, that with some laughter before things stop being fun. I don't believe it. soon they won't be. They won't be fun. She is here. Now. <laughs> I'm told you this before. Last time she was here, she was visiting. <laughs> It's very different. It's very different to you know, I woke up with no water, it's fun, you know, we took a bucket bath, it was it was you know, it was different, you know, it was a nice experience to 
No electricity and water again. Ah. Yeah. You, you guys we think Zimbabwe has unique guys, problems. We don't have unique problems, guys. Then <laughs> then you keep you keep trying to draw these false equivalences between Zimbabwe and South Africa. South Africa is a cakewalk. It's a cakewalk. Junior South Africa South Africa is like is like is like these DC girls to 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 Mbari Toriro Mbari Highway it's these convent girls it's the junior ah yeah there's something that you wanted to ask Phil before we got sidetracked I was going to say so you know the the awkward thing was I was sitting I deliberately got there but I went to the back because I, I wanted to sit at the back just to, to get the vibe of the whole crowd and then um, Michelle and Gaga came in later so Gaga was right there he says that Aga Zoen is upstairs but people saw Gaga was there and then you crack a joke and the punchline of the joke is Gaga and when I tell you Everyone who, when you said the name, everyone started looking at her like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, but boy, I can't so I wanted to ask you, you know, she's spoken to her after since the show. Did you know she was going to be there? She, she, you know she, she was called gonna... me and she, she called me and she's like, she called me like, you owe me man. I said, <laughs> you owe me man. Because I was doing, I was, I was doing PR for you. Because, you know, I mean, we, 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 in, in as much as we say that at the end, it's it, you know we crumb out your fruits there, you know. <laughs> but you know, but she's no. But regardless, I she she she's a good sport. She's a good sport. I mean, she's seen worse. That was said with love. <laughs> what I said was said with love. You're going to be in the next book, Sandor. You're going to be in the next book. I'm going to be in the next one. In the next book. In the next book. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Yes, now I forget who we are dealing with an author. Who <laughs> <laughs> there? Print, print, hundred copies. That will be a big quarter. Ah, yeah. Well, anyway, we're not going to keep you too long. We leave you to get back to it. But anyway, shout out to you, man. Um, looking forward to looking forward to the new material uh, and, and your future endeavors. I need you guys to know that this is the last batch of free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, can you hear this guy? Can you hear this yeah, guy? I want you to know I, I offered to pay for those tickets. This last batch of media passes. Okay. I want you to know. Next time you say, Phil, I want to come pick your brain. I want to talk to you about this. I'm like, okay, here are my rates. <laughs> or even when you say, yo, I want to come on the podcast, promote the show, GGG, you've got the rate card, Dad. Nah, nah, nah. Nice time, guys. Nice time. Uh-huh. Nice time. I was just saying, I was just saying for the podcast, it sounds nice. I'm doing my lines. Cheers. Nice one, man. Ah, no. former podcaster and comedian, Mukudema Johnny on the phone there, aka King Kandoro. Weirdly enough, I've actually been spending quite yeah. a bit of time with him recently. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move forward. Oh yes, you know what I want to talk about? 
I only wrote, I wrote down one thing on, uh, on our notes, which is chat GPT. And, that, and the, uh, what I wanted to speak about is, I know Phil, obviously, as a, an enthusiast of technology and uh, trends and so on, you've probably used it. Um, I've used it quite extensively, just messing around with it and even for work. And I wanted to talk about it because I think Zim doesn't quite get it. For multiple reasons. Number one, OpenAI's platform. What platforms. are you talking about, Dad? It's, it's all the rage in our WhatsApp group. Uh, you can't access OpenAI's services in from a Zim IP address because of air quotes so sections. VPNs? Yeah. So a few people are using VPN, but an average Zimbabwean is not able to, or is not even aware of it. I can tell from my day-to-day conversations, even with people that I consider tech-savvy and knowledgeable and whatever. I mean, yeah, I've heard the name, but they have no idea what it is or what it does, et cetera, et cetera. And I just think we are lagging behind because honestly, it's it's obviously still a mess. It doesn't give you what you need exactly and it's it's not reliable and all of that. I get it. But clearly, these machine learning models are the next big thing in computing. And three, four, five years from now, it's going to be what smartphones were. And I, I just wanted, I want, if you're Zimbabwean and you're listening to this and you are, you are inclined towards the nerdy, the tech, you want to check out what's on the bleeding edge of technology, please install a VPN, check out ChatGPT, read up about it a little bit, play around with it just to see what's going on. It's not yet real world useful I mean, it is to a certain extent and to certain people in certain situations, but it's not yet um, that impactful in my opinion, but it's about to be. I'm almost convinced that that's the next big thing. And I really just wanted to say that I want to appeal to you as a listener. Please, I'm begging you. Don't be left behind. I disagree with you wholeheartedly, Dan. Okay. First and foremost, the technology is still very much in its infancy. We've seen many examples of how it can be gamed Okay, and I personally don't understand how you are using it to continually write love letters to your wife. That's disgusting, Dan, and I'm appalled. So what I said was, Phil, and my listeners, listeners, you would have heard this. Obviously, at the moment, it's full of um, bugs. It's not. Some people are using it in the real world, but honestly, the, the only way you can really use it now is as a prompt or for ideas. You can't really use it as a as a as a definitive be all and end all but my point is that is the future of technology ai even though i think ai is the wrong term but i guess it's the umbrella term for machine learning algorithm underlay mommy ai ai the point is this is the next big thing and unfortunately in zim because of sanctions we have don't have access to open ai you have access to other platforms that also use the chat gpt or that use the gpt platform um but honestly, ChatGPT is the first one. That's a real big deal. I think in five years' time, that is going to be the that's going to be the next stage of computing. Because once we're able to take away from text prompts to voice prompts, and once it's voice prompts, we're going to have like the Jarvis style uh, from Iron Man situation. You know what I mean? I think that's going to be the next stage in computing. Phones for now are still going to remain phones, but at some point, I bet you. It's not going to be a physical device that you hold on. Maybe it's something that you'll carry around with you that has a microphone. That's all. And, you know, you'd be like, uh, yo, GPT, call, blah, blah, blah. It won't be GPT, but you know what I mean. My point is, 
I think that's the next direction computing is going. It's shown some real world use and real world examples. It's shown a level of um, ability. I mean, the news is going around everywhere that it's passed all kinds of exams and da 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 da. I mean, of course it has because all the information is online. But the point is, that's the direction computing is going. That's all I was saying. And I want to remind everyone, especially Zimbabweans who currently may feel that they are left behind because they don't have access, just install a VPN and play around with it, mess around with it, start integrating it into your daily routine because you don't want to be left behind in five, 10 years time, not even 10 years, five years time when the whole world is using smartphones and you're still on a Nokia 3310 is what I'm saying. I think also the, the beauty of this is, A, it's not going to be free for long. So yeah, if you, if you do want to get some real experience, get on it now uh, before they start charging. I don't know if you saw the, um, there was a bit of a, a leak in the source code for OpenAI's projects where they were going to charge $42 a month and then they quickly took that down. But considering the stories I've read about how expensive it is to run um, an AI platform, it it, it might be that because I I believe the founder said it's eye-watering the the amount of money and energy it costs just to process one request. Mm. So there's that. There is also, because these prompts are really good at natural language, it's very easy for someone to pick up um, the mistake I would portion people against is using this as any form of fact or source of truth because the way OpenAI works and the ChatGPT3 platform particularly is it aggregates all the information on the internet. So it, it has no tools to um, differentiate between quote-unquote correct information and false information to the point where it, it can't even do simple mathematics. So if you ask it to do a simple mathematical equation, what's the diff- distance between these two points? They are examples of it getting it wrong because it's not designed that way. What it is designed to do is if you say, give me a conversation in the style of two Brooke Tumbo's podcast between Dan and Phil, it'll then comb through um, the, uh, its database, which has been crawling the internet and find any examples of Dan and I having a conversation and recreate that. So if I say um and ah a lot, and Dan just randomly shouts potato every third word, it's going to recreate those cadences. So you're like, oh my gosh, that does sound like that does sound like Dan. But it's not necessarily going to be the correct answer if you ask it something that's definitive. Like, is Phil handsome? We know the answer is yes, but it might not know that because this is an audio podcast. So just keep that in mind. Have fun with it. In the same way we've been um, playing with mid-journey, Dan, do you still, do you still dabble in mid-journey? I do. I do. Uh, I'm using less of mid-journey and I'm using Dolly, Dolly 2. Um, mm, because it's because now publicly I've, available, huh? Yes, exactly. Because the, the, the whole Discord server thing is a little bit difficult. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is not... There are some use case scenarios where you can get accurate information and you can... Um, I, I know, like, for example, a lot of writers use it like, for example, you could say, you could have a very detailed prompt where you actually say, write a novel. It's, um, you know, uh, it's a fantasy novel about blah, 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 where this happens and that happens. and blah, 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 blah. Include this and then I include this, include this. And you'll get something. It'll still obviously be machine made, but it will give you ideas. It will give you prompts. It will give you 
you know, directions that you can go. That kind of stuff is what you can use it for. But the whole general overall conversation of AI, where I wanted to take it to next is, I, I firmly believe this is the direction computing is going. Not in VR, AR. I don't know if you listened to the most recent tweet and I wholeheartedly agreed with the guys who were talking about it. But obviously there's the dark side of it and there's a very stupid story that I don't even know the people involved and, and all of that. But long story short, there's a Twitch streamer who's got, I don't know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers, whatever his name is. He was streaming some time and then he opened some tab on his internet and it turns out that it ha- one of the tabs that... W- he, he was basically streaming and he wanted to look for something on the internet and very eagle-eyed viewers noticed that one of the little tabs in his Chrome was uh, a website that does AI porn. And this AI porn <laughs> was literally taking um, the, the likenesses of people that he personally knows, including his friend's girlfriend, apparently. Um, and you know, they, oh, they wow. like, yeah, so they would like create this AI porn and sell it and whatever. And he was obviously on this and it just created this whole furor because people started calling him out and they zoomed in and blah, blah, blah. And then he, then he posted this very tearful apology where he was like, listen, I saw, I saw a pop-up and I got curious and I clicked it. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I don't normally do this. Uh, it you was saw a pop-up just, where, Dan? We saw a pop-up. I, where do you see pop-ups? Where, okay. What websites normally... <laughs> Give you pop-up ads. Let, let's dig into this no, issue. To be, to be fair, he was quite open. He was like, I was on Pornhub. And then I went <laughs> and there was a pop-up. And the funny thing is when okay, he's well, doing this hold, apology, on, hold on, time out, time out. I know it. Even though I didn't, sorry. I, I, wait, sorry wait, it gets worse, story. Phil. It gets worse. He's uh, giving no, let's this apology. No, no, before it gets worse, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's go step by step. So first and foremost, you are someone people trust with a following. You are using technology to grow your audience. You are on Pornhub. A pop-up ad. First and foremost, where's your ad blocker? Strike one. Strike two. The pop-up pops up. And this guy, boom, boom, you know, you know. Phil, we're focusing on the wrong it. thing I, because, I, got, I mean. I, I've got no experience with this myself because you know me. I'm, I'm a man Same. I mean, I don't know how it works. You're asking me questions. Where would I know but, how this works? But I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen videos about this. You know, I've, I've read magazines about this mm, stuff. You've seen videos and, and read magazines, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the articles, so eh? So the pop-up pops up. You see the advertisement. Single single ladies in your area willing to connect. There's a hot girl two miles away from you, whatever it may be. Or mm, AI porn, click now. Why? Why so, would you still cl- I don't I, That's that's the, not the point of this conversation. Hold on. Dan, the, the pop-up ad is lava. Why are you clicking on the ad? So in his apology, he posts up an apology viewed by millions. In this apology, he's sitting next to his wife. So he starts crying. And uh, he... Hey, why, why, <laughs> these niggas always, why, why do they always force the wives into the... Hey, these poor women, bruh. Every time these dudes mess up, they always force the wife. The Derek Jackson dude forced the wife to be sitting there. DJ Envy forced the wife to be there. Part of his apology tour. Ah, oh, ah, it's tough for women, bro. This is going to be you in a couple of dance there with his wife. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I won't. I won't be doing none of this. Excuse you. Anyway, the, he, so this is just backstory. And I didn't delve too deep in it, into it because, frankly, I've realized that I don't understand. The, I, I'm not the target audience for Twitch streamers. And 
Because the dude is just sitting. I don't understand. How does he have millions of people watching him live? He's just sitting. It's not like he's playing a game even. Anyway, my point is, this obviously started a, a huge conversation online. I didn't realize how big it was until I, like I saw a story on this. It was uh, um, like a very brief story. And then I was like, oh, let me find out a little bit more. Because I was kind of curious on the AI angle, like um, just like the general overall story, how are people reacting to it, etc. And this is a huge story. So um, a bunch of people online are in one of two camps. One being, listen, 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 listen. It's not really you. It's an AI created that has your likeness. Chill out. And others are like, bruh, this is disgusting. This is gross. It's literally a violation. Um, I didn't give my consent for this um, AI content with my likeness to be created. I think, I, I mean, knowing yourself and knowing myself, I'm pretty sure we, we know where we both stand on this situation. This is, you know, obviously agency stands with the person whose likeness is being used. Like, you're kidding me. There's no way that that's cool. But I found it fascinating how many people, and I'm not talking about pimply-faced teenagers or whatever. I'm talking about people who are able to construct a, 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 a logical sentence who are like, it's a tool. Wouldn't you prefer that AI create something separate rather than the real thing? And this is blowing my mind because I think that it's only going to get worse as time goes on. You have in our in our show notes, Phil, when we're discussing AI, you have, um, you know, uh, um, artificially, well, I guess uh, uh, Google's whole um, create a piece of music using an AI prompt. There's, I was messing around the, uh, the other day with uh, mm. AI voices where you can select the type of voice. So you'd be like American male in his 30s, uh, high energy, giving an advert on blah, 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 blah. And then you hear it and it's like, it's, it doesn't sound like a machine. It doesn't sound like Siri. It's literally like someone is speaking. So very soon, we're going to be able to um, artificially create someone's likeness, someone's voice, someone's face, someone's movements. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be such a mess. Did someone's knee, nudes leak or is this created through AI? Did that sex tape really exist or it's AI? Did that politician really say this or it's AI? It's already kind of happening so far. And I'm just, to be honest, I went through a, like a very small period of a little bit of existentialism, like existential crisis. So like, yo, it's about to be an absolute mess. But anyway, um, I just, I just bring it up because it's been a, a little nerdy thought that's been on my mind. So, and I want to say, y'all be ready, man, because it's about. If, if, if we want to really delve into if you want to really delve into a nerd discussion, this is something I've been thinking about too a lot. And the sad thing is we are, we are now living, you know, that Orwellian dystopian future that everyone spoke about, like, yo, in 20 years, things are going to be messed up because this, that, and the third, we are living in it right now. And I came to this realization. Well, it, it's been ongoing, but if you look at, every facet of our existence, whether you're in the developing world or the developed world, we live in a dystopian society. So Dan just touched on something that a lot of people dismiss, but it's going to be 
a massive problem. It's how do we authenticate the truth anymore? There are AI programs, facial mapping programs, voice synthesizers that can realistically impersonate voices. Some of them aren't fully there yet, but it's just that last mile. It's they, 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 they're whisker away from being able to fully replicate this podcast. In a couple of years, and Dan and I have um, submitted so much of our voices and our inflections and our rants and our conversations to the internet, there's a very high likelihood that in the near future, all you're going to have to just type and say, yo, create a podcast between Dan and Phil and they touch on these topics and it will realistically be able to recreate that. It's already With happening, video. I don't, I don't know if, did you hear the yeah. Joe Rogan podcast that wasn't real? The one where he's interviewing the Steve, the fake Steve Jobs. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's li- you, would, you wouldn't be able to tell. Even a fan of the podcast would just be listening to, I, I want to play like a, a little snippet of it so that you hear what it sounds like. This, and this is from like four months ago. Let me see if I can get it here. Uh, it's on YouTube. So it's an AI generated. Uh, hold on. No, I don't want to, to hear that information. Here we go. Jogan experience. And on this episode, I welcome my friend who's difficult to describe. I'm fascinated by him and I hope you'll be too. And he is weird and brilliant and sometimes totally insufferable. But my guest today has made some of the great technological products of our age, and he's always pushing the envelope in innovation. Like, for example, with his next computer, he developed a new programming language and operating system, and then he became even more famous for making three applications for that computer, a word processor, a spreadsheet, and an image editor. That just showed me that this dude was brilliant had amazing taste and I would just hope that I could be even like one tenth of the genius that my friend today is. And I can't even say his name. So yeah. So super psyched about having him in the house today. First time or yeah, we've had you on before, but not for a long time. You're like Patrick Swayze and I'm Demi Moore and ghost. You're a memory from the past. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado. Okay. Look, that entire intro and the conversation continues and you'll probably, if you ever want to check it out, you'll hear Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs as well. It was entirely generated through AI. That genuinely sounded like Joe Rogan. For anyone who listens to his podcast and we have some of our podcast listeners who are apparently huge fans. Some, for some reason. Um, but yeah, you tell me if you can tell the difference. Honestly, it's just no one has done it, but with the tools available now and the amount of, of content we have out in the internet, Phil, tomorrow someone could create an AI Two Broke Tumbo's podcast episode and most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And that's kind of scary. Yep. Um, so back to my point is there's that. So already we don't know what is the truth. And as it stands, like media literacy is so bad. And I'm, I'm, I'm generally not trying to be negative and I'm generally trying to be insulting or condescending. But if you are on any form of social media, whether it's WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's pretty evident people don't know how to read the news. People don't know how to understand the news. 
they'll see an Instagram blog post something and then that's fact. They don't do any deeper research. They don't um, read laterally. They don't check to see, wait a minute, what are these people's motivations for saying this? Who's paying them to say this? Why would they say this? And we live in such a, a world that is filled with misinformation, which is why things have become so divisive. Um, I think it's, we've always been divisive. It's just like the scale at which you're able to spread that message is far greater. You know what I mean? Thousands of years ago, it would take literal missionaries time and effort to travel from wherever they were to a new land and they'd have to knock on doors and maybe it'll take three or four people who'd hear the gospel. You can literally do that same thing in minutes now to thousands or millions of more people. Going back to what Dan was talking about, there's a wave of misinformation that's going to hit us. And if you think misinformation is bad now, just because people are using Canva or Photoshop just to stitch a photo. Think about that, Dan. Like literally, if I want to misinform the world or today, I can do it convincingly just using a Photoshop with, with some big text. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Or just rep- replicating the TMZ logo. I can do that now. But what more when I can now map the president's face onto my body and say something against a, a, a nation or say something against a group of people and you see that and then I just add like a, a news a news platform to look at the bottom. How do we know that that is true or that is fake? And there's not enough questions being asked. I think I've become a little more disillusioned, particularly with the way Silicon Valley operates because they always move with this. Let's move fast and break things and then we'll figure it out later. But every time they break things, they cause irreparable damage. They, and sometimes it's like repercussions. As people are like, no, guys, don't do that because this might happen. And they're like, oh, no, no, it won't. And then it happens. And then they're shocked. I don't know, I don't know if you saw um, there's a, the company, I'm forgetting their name, um, that do voice synthesizing. And they've managed to replicate it really well. They did an open beta. And then users on 4chan started recreating realistic sounding voice samples of famous people either saying um, anti-Semitic things, homophobic things, racist things. They even had, um, I think, Donald Trump inciting an international incident. And then they had to take down the whole thing. When anyone with comments, they would have been like, guys, don't do this because this is going to happen. It's the same thing with, with, with Dali. At least Dali was smart enough to make sure that they wouldn't let you replicate um, existing faces in the beginning. But now you can. And that's already a problem. Because imagine when it gets accurate enough where I can be like, yo, upload or recreate an image of Dan doing some egregious thing. Which is why a couple of weeks ago, when that trend of turning your face into an AI became so popular, I was just head in hands, like, you people are so dumb. And I don't want to be insulting. I really don't. But guys, why are you willingly offering your facial data to a platform, agreeing to its terms of service, and then paying that platform to create an AI? Because if you read the terms of service, they say you're not giving us rights to use your likeness in perpetuity. Whenever you see perpetuity in a contract, it's not a good thing. 
Nah. You know what, Phil? And <laughs> maybe I'm jaded. But honestly, it doesn't matter. Whether you <laughs> use that AI generator app and press agree to terms and upload your picture. So it's or right it's now. just an aggregator that uses your social media that is open to the world. Eh, honestly, it doesn't matter in my opinion. I think there's there's two sides of the argument and now it's it's almost philosophical and I've also been thinking about this because in the grand scheme of things the the machine that is the world the machine that is capitalism the machine that is oppression is so powerful and so huge and it has so much momentum like me going out to protest is not going to do much you know what i mean it, it might it's like throwing eggs at a tank you know what i mean yeah we might need to wash the tank later but the tank is still rolling you know what i mean it's still going to be able to fire and i don't know what we do because that's one of my biggest fears about having kids is like i'm bringing a child into this world where they're going to have no personal data i mean they're going to have no freedom of data it's all going to be out in the open because by the time that happens birth records are going to be accessible details um or my dna details might my dna might already be in in some someone's lab or, or might be mapped already theirs is going to be mapped they they're not going to have any freedom of movement because there's cameras everywhere every time we catch a flight your eyes are being scanned i don't know if you saw um there was a there was a big concert over the the last weekend with Cameron Mace um and Jadakiss and as people were leaving the Apollo it was just NYPD were just holding up phones recording everyone that's left they're mapping facial data there are people who've been caught. I don't know if you read the story about Jim Dolan and he's got a personal beef with the, with a law law firm in New Jersey and everyone who works at that law firm is banned from Manchester Square Garden and because of facial recognition data, they can pick you all one face out out of a crowd of tens of thousands of people instantly. That is scary as hell. So we're living in an Orwellian future and it, everything is so screwed. I was reading an article about Netflix today and even that made me depressed because I don't know if if you if uh, have you been following the news about Netflix cramped clamping down on passwords? Yep. So I don't mind that, I, right? I I have my own Netflix password so I'm all good. No, but and that exactly that exactly is the problem. Because when companies or individuals do something that is anti-consumer or anti-competitive or just bad for the general public the people who can afford it, like, no, that doesn't affect me. It affects those guys. But it's going to affect you. And Corey Doctor does a great way of highlighting, yo, Netflix is doing, has been doing this for years because Netflix first started by mailing out DVDs to everyone, right? And the, and the movie studios and the cinemas were pissed off because like, hey, that's not right. And that's, how is that even fair? Then they're like, nah, guys, come on. We're moving. This is the future. And then, they went to the studios and then they started paying the studios more so they could get more consumers. And then the studios were like, okay, this is cool, but we need to own our content. No, we're taking our content back. They're like, ah, that's fine. And by the time the studios took their content back, Netflix had already copied all their content and created their own bank of content. So they screwed them over. And then Netflix started screwing over the creators because now 
they're, they're offering them pennies on the dollar for their content and they're not paying them streaming rates. And now they've gone after everyone in the pipeline except the consumers. And now they're going after the consumers. Because for you, it's fine because you're okay. But what if you had a kid and that kid lived in Cape Town? And according to Netflix rules, someone in your household can't live in another country because that's an edge case according to them. Or let's say because of your job, you had to travel to every radio station owned by your employer on a weekly basis. Netflix would be like, wait a minute. No, you haven't been home in a week. We're cutting you off. That's a problem. And it, it's across the board, across so many facets of our existence. And we're, we're not even discussing the, the top level suffering that we have to deal with in Africa. Like we, we're joking at the top of this conversation about how things are bad in Zim, how things are bad in SA. But the other joke that I've been seeing a lot is when, and you, I, I see it a lot now. I don't know if you've been seeing it too, Dan. Like a Zimbabwean, you might not know where they are, but you can tell just by their name that's a Zimbabwean. And they'll be ranting about load shedding. And then the joke is, yo, which country are you in? Because this could be anywhere right now. Like, that is saddening. Because where do, so where do we turn now? Because all, all our leaders are failing us. There's, there's a discussion we'll have later about this Tottenham Hotspur deal. And I don't know if, if you saw the press conference, the minister, the acting minister of tourism literally came out annoyed that people were questioning this deal. Like, how dare you question the deal? Meanwhile, the deal is being made with taxpayer money. Of course, they're going to ask questions. Like, things are, things are tough. I, and I don't want to be, be a nihilist or be a defeatist, but I simply don't know what the future is going to look like because even the people that claim to be moving the world forward, I'm failing to understand what we're moving it to. Like, Yes, chat GPT will make it easier for us to write articles or write fiction or, I don't know, um, write term papers and, and maybe like just help with, with the generation of ideas. But how are we solving the, the core issues? Because there's still world hunger. We're about to go to Mars, but there's still people dying of COVID here. Weird. Anyway, that's enough depressing talk from Phil today. Let's move on to happier things. Look, okay, just to, just to wrap up that conversation, there's two things I wanted to say. Number one, um, okay, before even saying those things, look, I, I get your Netflix frustration. That's not the same as everything else we're talking about. That's just no. It's listen, it, it's emblematic. Any company uh, that like. Any company that makes a decision that ultimately harms its consumers, which is many companies as they get into greed and whatever, they will ultimately fail. I mean, it is what it is. Maybe it will take long. Maybe it will take short. Maybe they'll reverse their decision, whatever the case is. But that's a different conversation to um, like some of the things that are actually depressing that we're talking about. And 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 that's the one thing I want to touch on. So, so the first thing I wanted to say was you can't you can't regulate your way out of technological advancement. You can't say there's so many ways that AI is going to be misused. We need to put in place, um, you know, ABC as, as uh, ways to stop it from coming out. It's going to happen. The question is, how do we make sure that the worst of what it can potentially do and so on is, is, is covered? 
So it's the same way that we had those conversations about AI art. Yes, I get it. Artists are mad, but you can't stop AI art being created. It's going to happen. It Either it's going to happen sanctioned or unsanctioned or officially or unofficially, legally or illegally. The moment the technology exists, that is going to happen. So we need to embrace it and at the same time put in place whatever uh, regulations are in place so that it doesn't get overly abused. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. And the second thing I wanted to say is, hey man, the world is rushing in a downward spiral. So uh, anyway, we move. Uh, let's talk about a few things real quick. Um so we don't stay here too long. So you mentioned the Tottenham deal. Uh, let's talk about that, Philip. So please tell us, what is this whole Tottenham <laughs> situation? What is the story there? In short, um, South African ministers were watching the game, the Arsenal game, and they saw you guys players doing well, you guys top of the league, you know, beating, beating the big teams. And they're like, wait a minute. Is that a Rwanda? On the advertisement on the, the collar there. What? I want that too. And they forced some poor lackey in the marketing department to scrap whatever plans they had for the SA tourism campaign. And they were like, nope, what we're doing now is we're focusing on uh, getting an SA tourism or visit South Africa badge on the sleeve of the fledgling Tottenham site. And they made some calls. They did whatever they did. And then bam. Put a billion rand down. And then the story leaked. The, I think it was the Daily Maverick, actually, that were first reported. They were like, yo, we've seen uh, documents. These guys have not announced it yet, but it's going to be announced soon that there's a massive sponsorship for SA Tourism um, to sponsor Tottenham Hotspur. And as you've been saying throughout the show, Dan, um, things in South Africa are not going too great right now. You know what I mean? And obviously people have questions. They're like, wait a minute. So we've got money to, to sponsor a, a team that's struggling into the top four, but we don't have money for electricity or water. I don't know if you saw the other day as well, then um, there was blue water coming out of the taps in South Africa. Like mm. blue, blue. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like blue, I saw that. blue, 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 blue. I, like, 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 like energy blue. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> No, no, okay. So, so here's why this story is wild. Two reasons. Number one, Phil, as someone who does marketing, I know you could potentially, if the numbers were put in front of you, see the value of marketing. I.e., if there are X number of people that watch Tottenham games and data shows us that this percentage of people that watch games respond to this many adverts and this could uh, potentially translate into X amount of revenue for South African tourism over the next X number of years. We've seen that this kind of uh, investment will help us raise more money to solve the problems that we currently have. This is just terribly tone deaf and poorly communicated in the, in the interim. Because honestly... No. You know, let me find the video. I need to. I need to find the video of the acting minister shouting at the people. I. I was. I just happened to be on Twitter at the time, and then someone was doing um a live video on on Twitter. My man was cussing people out like, "No, we have not signed the deal. We are going for it. This is going to uplift the communities." I was like, "Yo, this this reminds me. It's, it's so familiar. I, 
I can't remember how it's familiar. I'll just say it's, it's very familiar. As a Zimbabwean who's seen in many a press conference, it's very familiar. I won't say how, but it's familiar. Fill in the gaps. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, long story short, this kind of, of situation simply needs good communication. And even if even if you do have good communication, there needs to be a valid reason to do it. I don't know if there is or there isn't because obviously I haven't seen the figures and I don't know what budgets have been set aside for marketing. And da, da, da. I, I commend the idea of looking at different ideas or different ways of doing marketing. But guys, Tottenham, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I mean, come on. Just not go to West Ham or something. It's Nani. Anyway. <laughs> so, no, but I, I think you, you touched on a good point is, and I see it from both sides and I can see it on all angles. In isolation, sponsoring um, a team, like if, if, if it was just a vacuum, but the thing is nothing happens in a vacuum. That's the problem. In a vacuum, if I'm a minister of tourism, I'm like, hey guys, we need to promote our country as a tourism destination. I'd bet. Where can we get the most bang for our buck where potential tourists can see um, advertisements that we flight and also get content about it because as you've seen with like the Visit Rwanda campaign, there's other stuff that goes in. You, you're going to have people from Arsenal speaking to people from the Visit Rwanda team. Uh, you're going to have the Arsenal players or former players visiting Rwanda, creating content around it, vice versa, so that you, you start promoting Rwanda as a, as, a, as, a, as a destination. You do the same with South Africa. In a vacuum, that would make sense because the EPL is one of the most watched sports leagues in the world. So not only are you targeting British viewers, American viewers, all across Europe and Asia. I mean, that's, to me, like once you run the numbers, that seems like a solid move, right? But we don't live in a vacuum because now we've got to look outside and we're like, okay, is this the right time to do this? Because our sports teams are struggling. South Africa, particularly Banyanya Banyanya, have been doing well, but they've been fighting to get sponsorship and payments or fair and equitable payment, especially when they've become more successful than Bafana Bafana. You have all the corruption scandals rocking South Africa. Elections are coming up soon. You just have, you have the infighting with the ANC. You have the deputy president about to resign. And on top of that, and shout out to my boy Wise, Wise actually raised a very valid point. Granted, these are now two separate ministries, but his argument was, and it was a very salient point. He was like, yo, the UK and Portugal are making more money through tourism off Amapiano than South Africa is. And you guys are sponsoring a football team. And I stopped and I was like, damn, he's actually got a point there. Like, Amapiano is the new wave, the new sound. What have South Africans Ministry of Arts and Culture and the tourism industry done to make sure that all these people across the world who are clamoring for my piano are coming to the source? Instead, they're getting it fed at Afro-Nation in Ghana and they're getting it fed at Afro-Nation in Portugal and they're getting it fed at Afrochella and all these other events but not South Africa and that is a wild statement like when you saw me you think about it that's wild then think about it like I can be a fan of Amapiano in America in the UK even in Japan 
And I don't even have to go to South Africa to experience Ama Piano. I can go see Kamsa Dismal in UK. But South Africa is doing nothing to bring him, to bring me there. That's wild. Anyway, I'm done. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. I, all of that is true. The thing is, a country is still always going to have a budget to market itself, especially if tourism is on the GDP. So there's always going to be marketing as a budget. So even the, even, even the countries that are struggling with poverty and corruption and all of that are going to have a line, especially if they're a tourism country, they're going to have a line item on their budget for marketing the country because they know that some money comes in from there. So the question obviously is, is how much is the right amount? I don't know. I haven't seen the figures. Where do you spend it? Again, I don't know. I haven't seen the options. So it's easy to to immediately jump and assume that every single cent and every single dollar that is circulating within a country's economy is going to go towards fixing roads and rehabilitating SA sport and all of that. And that's not true. There's going to be a certain amount of budget allocated to that, a certain amount of budget allocated to marketing. What the correct amount is, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Now, I think the difficulty here and why this is tone deaf is because Premier League football is watched by so many people and followed by so many people. That kind of announcement needed to start off with internal PR first. There needed to be internal PR so that when people see that announcement happen, they've, there's buy-in or they understand the reasons why. Normally, that kind of marketing budget is spent on CNN or something where it's like, visit South Africa, where blah, 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 blah. People will watch that and they won't even think that, that you know, SA Tourism spent millions of rand paying uh, CNN or paying whatever other uh, networks are out there to advertise the country. So here it's just a different idea or a different place to spend that money. It was tone deaf in the sense that they didn't realize that the way that this story is going to be is not Tottenham is going to advertise South Africa. It's going to be South Africa is going to pay Tottenham to advertise them. It's a subtle difference, but it makes all the difference in, uh, in, in, in how people would accept or not accept that kind of news. So, yeah, I think it, it all goes back to communication. If this was, and that's the problem across the board in a lot of these governments. If they had, and especially because it leaked, and then the thing is because it leaked, they couldn't control the narrative and they, they weren't prepared. They should have just come in and said, yes, guys, this is our annual budget. As SA Tourism, we have a budget to spend on promoting South African tourism. All this stuff about Amapiano, or the sports league suffering, or they need support. That is not our problem. That is the Ministry of Arts and Culture. That is the Minister of Sports. You, If you want here, they are here. But my job as the minister, or my job as the president in tourism, is to promote tourism. So this is what I've done to promote tourism. But even that was failed to be communicated. Because, yes, sometimes there will be dissenting voices, but the dissenting voices might not be right. Because as you said, Dan, I've got money to spend to promote tourism. This money is here. What do you want me to do? do you, because there's no power. Must I now take money from my budget to give to the power? But that means I've now got to fire people or people are coming to work for nothing in this department because the Ministry of Energy are, are failing. That's my problem. That's your problem. Not only that, it means next month we're going to have less money in the country. Or next year, rather, we're going to have less money in the country because we're going to have fewer visitors because we didn't get any return on investment because there was no investment in marketing. So, 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, Phil, the, the average person doesn't understand or think about many of these details. Just like you and I probably don't think or understand certain details of, of you know, fields that we are not in. So it ultimately falls on the person responsible to communicate, do it properly so that everyone understands. Look, I'm moving on to happier news. Oh my God, Beyonce is going on tour. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Dan, you're not going to the show. Obviously not. But I think it is is newsworthy (laughs) to discuss arguably the best performer in the world right now announcing a, air quotes, world tour for her most recent album. Um, shout out to 40. Titch. Yeah, sorry, carry on. I was gonna say shout out to Titch in the group who posted f- um, that forward where someone was. There are ninety one thousand six hundred and sixty one people ahead of you. I saw that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Apparently, Beyonce is going to have a forty three date world tour uh, in support of Renaissance, her most recent album, which kicks off in Sweden. On the 10th of May, uh, and then it's going to go to UK, where it will have a couple of locations there. That's the one I think that Titch was booking. I think it was the O2 that had 91,000 people in the queue, just after announcing, mm. imagine. Uh, mm, and then there's going to be several places in Europe, and then several places in America. And that's a world tour. Some unverified sources have said there's going to be three cities in Africa, but I haven't seen that anywhere official. No. So, where would those three cities be? It would obviously be. It would be. It would probably be Joburg, Cape Town, Lagos, or Accra, yeah. something no. like that. The, um, Accra and Lagos do not have venues that can accommodate Beyonce. Yeah, so it will be Joburg, Cape Town, and National Sports Durban. Stadium, Harare. And <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be Gavas. All it'll my ladies Gavas. get information. That's good for Benna Boy. Is good for Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, who's going to buy those tickets? For, do you think? Do you think Beyonce would have a sold out, you know, thirty, forty thousand uh, people concert at one hundred and fifty dollars for the cheapest ticket? I will. We'll find a way. Dan Zimbabweans always find a way. And got this sold out across. At that price, uh, if Beyonce comes to Zimbabwe, the cheapest ticket is going to be over $100. There's no way it's going to be less than that. Just, I, no ways. Then, Are you telling me I, you're going to in this hypothetical, in this hypothetical, you allowed yourself to, to finish that. You, you said first and foremost, if Beyonce comes to Zimbabwe, that's where it should have ended. <laughs> it should have ended there. Because that's never happening. But you continued with this fallacy. Hear me out, Phil. If Beyonce does Joburg, and one of our Mbingas here in Harare decides to Londa money and they decide to spend the five million or whatever it would cost to bring Beyonce over from Joburg to Harare as a as a an extended leg of her tour. And then they were to book the National Sports Stadium and then they were to charge a hundred dollars a ticket. How many people would attend? My estimate okay. is five thousand. Let me let me put you this way then. So Slightly unverified, but he knows more than me, so let's take his word. Terence J did an interview on radio two days ago. He was on um, Shade 45. 
him and T.I. and a few other people are promoting a new movie called Fear. And he was at the Beyonce Atlantis um, concert uh, two weekends ago. So Terrence J being in the media, I would assume he has sources, he has more information than me. Terrence J said, all in all, to get Beyonce and produce the show that they did, that was $45 million. Hmm. Right? So, <laughs> let's say, this is, this is the $45 million. Is that, is that the one in Dubai? Yeah. That's, that, that, that's what Terrence J says the, the cost is. So, let's, let's just say we get a discount, $10 million. Because Beyonce, an artist of her stature, I can safely assume there's no way she's doing any type of performance, especially on a world tour, because now she's got a full set list. So she's, she's looking at least at, with everything, at least one to two million, maybe two, two million alone. Let's just run the numbers at two million. We're not counting stage. We're not counting transportation. We're not counting hospitality and tech writers. We're just counting the two million flat fee. How many tickets do you have to sell there and at what price in this country to make that back? Or to even justify that expense? What are you laundering? How can you launder anything? Like, how can you cook the books to such an extent where Uno Gonokwan is at 2 million? Like, then, how many fake beers are you selling? <laughs> how many fake bottles of champagne are you popping to launder 2 million? Nah, guys. <laughs> 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 People will do it also for the for the, the the clout. I'm the one who brought Beyonce here. There's there's no one with an ego. There's no one with an ego that damaged. I refuse. There's an ego that damaged ah. two million. Two million. Philip, how, how much do you want to bet that there will be a certain article of neck clothing that will somehow appear in such a scenario? Dan, Dan, for two ah uh, for for two two million is. Is royal family in the in the Gulf money? That's 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 the Dubai money. That's them. Those are that, that's door level round two million. Like it's fine. Oh. Give them two million. It's fine. Like All did right. you see that story of Lil Wayne when he was talking about you? You went to you went to I think it was was Dubai or Saudi Arabia, and because his he had jewelry worth more than twenty five thousand, the customs woman was like, "Sorry, you're gonna have to declare this because it's worth more than twenty five thousand." And he was like, ah, Jack, I'm going back on a private plane. And then the prince pitched up and he was like, ah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about this. And he gave him um, a Frank Mueller worth more, like worth, worth 30,000. And then he bought him a Lamborghini. That's the level you're at. Our, I, you think we can't much, do that in Zim? Is that what you're saying? As much as, as much as the money that may or may not be being stolen in this country is, I don't think they're stealing enough to give away $2 million. Nah, fam. They've you, maybe got enough you, money you, to you buy did. to buy like VIP packages and fly to Sweden or fly to the O2 or fly to LA and enjoy the show there. But to fly her here, fam, what hotel did. even meets her, her requirements? Please tell me. Beyonce is probably like for a world tour, she's she's got at least 40 dancers. So her whole crew is probably like 80 people. Imagine, which, imagine the Meekles with the bucket. <laughs> which hotels can host her? 
Which hotels can host it, bro? And I'm, I'm not even being condescending. The I'm being legit. The meek, the the meekles. The meekles. Then with the buckets. Then, then okay, let's be fair. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Meekles is rated five stars right now. But if if, if the, Ciara if, uh, could stay at the meekles, then Beyonce can also stay at the meekles. Ciara, Ciara, CC. What year was this again? Remind me again. What year was this? <laughs> I don't know, 2007 or who knows. Uh-huh. And keeping, okay, but granted, the, the, the Meekles just did renovations. But still, Dan, as nice as the Meekles is, because, you know, shout out to the Meekles, you know, holla at us, advertising, <laughs> what, what. As, as much as I like them as, 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 as an establishment. Fair, fair. Is it still five stars? Can we can we look, can we look Beyonce in the eye after she just came from the Atlantis, the new Atlantis in Dubai, not the old Atlantis, the new one. After she stayed there, can we look in the eye and be like, yes, same same, gesge gesge, Atlantis Mikkels. So there, there's other place. Obviously, it won't be Mikkels. There's other luxury places that are hidden from but public sight. That that is exactly my point. Those those places are not large enough to accommodate Beyonce because. She's going to need that, that bouncer that, that all her, her stands talk about. What's his name again? Angori Munu Ah, She's also just a person. That's actually how... This conversation is funny, but it also became depressing because we just realized, fam, even in blue sky scenario, even if we were allowed to allow ourselves to dream, we're like, yeah, but actually, there's no way Zimbabwe can be Zimbabwe, Beyonce. Like, fair, fair. Like, if money was not an object, if you had to come tomorrow, how? Don't miss a pop. Can you imagine Beyonce landing at her international? As <laughs> 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 huh? she's in that queue to submit the, uh, that mountain of paperwork that they make you feel like that no one actually checks. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Please remove your wig. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if the president of Belarus can come here, then Beyonce can come here. That's what I'm saying. Yo, actually, you just read me. Yo, Dan. Okay, you know what? I, this isn't a political podcast. I'm not going to touch on politics. I'm not going to touch on it. But I've got a question for you, Dan. And I want you to answer honestly. Mm. <laughs> Name, tell me one thing about Belarus. <laughs> just one. And that, no, in fact, let me, let me preface this. Guys, Dan and I, we're not geniuses, but I think it's fair to say Dan and I are fairly well read. You know, we, are, we know what's going on in the world. If you spin a globe and you, you point at a country, well, for nine times out of ten, we'll be able to tell you, oh, that's so-and-so. The president is so-and-so. The capital city is so-and-so, right? Like, I, 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 like we're good at 30 seconds. Like, like you know, we're good mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Pictionary. We're good at trivia, right, Dan? I think that's I fair say to say. So. Is that I fair to say? say? So. I would say so, yeah. Tell me one thing about Belarus. So, Without Belarus. Googling. I Without haven't Googling. Googled. I haven't Googled. My wife is here watching. There's no Googling going on. Uh, the capital city of Belarus is Minsk, I think. Um, the president is Lukashenko. Um, he has had mm-hmm. several human rights uh, issues attached to his name. I don't mm-hmm. know how true they are, but uh, the news does seem to to paint him as uh, not the friendliest fella. The opposition yeah. leaders aren't doing too well over there. I'll tell you that much. Um, he is one uh, Belarus was one of the few countries that came out in support of Putin uh, in the war against Ukraine Mm -hmm. Um, people from Belarus are called Belarusian Mm -hmm. okay cool 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 cool, 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 cool. 
uh, it's in Europe. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. It's it's cool. shaped like a loaf of bread. <laughs> See, that could be true. It could also be guys, no one knows because I don't know what it's shaped like. Guys, we say all this to say, yo, this week it's like everywhere. There's this there's just photos of this man everywhere. And the th- the thing that I was asking myself was like, does no one in our government know how to use Photoshop or even Canva? Because it's just it's they'll just take a photo of our president and they'll take a photo of him. And that's that. There's no context. There's 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 no text. It's just a photo of him and there. And they put it everywhere. They're on the roads, they're at gates, they're on cars, they're at all the official buildings. There's billboards with just his face. There's billboards of this man coming from the airport. I don't know who this man is. <laughs> they took down the KFC billboards with this man's face. All right, Phil, let's uh, move on. We, uh, to, we need uh, to uh, uh, okay, let's yeah, okay, wait. Um, uh, for those of you who would like to fly out the Two Broke Twimbos and their spices to uh, a Beyonce concert, Please purchase the concerts as well as uh, flights and accommodation, and we will be there. We will be there. Yeah, I know. Um, we'll go. We are going this year. This year, we're making enough money. We're making enough money to put on. No, no, no. It's not even about making enough money because there's so many other gaps that that money has to cover first of all before I go to a Beyonce concert. Um, also, I need to listen to all her music first so that when I get there, I'm like, yeah, I know this song. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also, I need to to um you know do more research on illuminati before i go so we have the nominees for the 2022 zim dancehall end of year awards weirdly named because i guess they are awarding zim dancehall in 2022 but the awards are in 2023 uh, i'm going to name for you some of the uh nominees just out of interest best zim dancehall male artist 2022 blot enzo aishel bazooka boss puma call silent killer windy president freeman very weird because anyway is Freeman still doing Zim Dance or isn't Freeman now pop act no yes the lines are blurred Phil best Zim Dance or female artist we had fewer wait okay so who's your prediction then who's your prediction though Enzo mm. or Freeman Enzo fair, Freeman. no no fair f- mm, yeah fair fair Freeman is should win this but the, the rest of them know. haven't they haven't done anything they haven't done anything no boss pumoko's been building it's just that boss pumoko he's got his own movement that's niche but yeah freeman deserves this let's let's go to the thing let's go to let's go to number the women dan this is where this is where it's at let's go best zim dance all female artist 2022 lady squander after eight Lindsay Chamangura, Bounty Lisa, Empress Masina. Oh, I think after eight is another one. Sorry, my bad. It's supposed yes. to be a different one. Mm. After eight. Dan, if, if you know anything about Zim Dancehall, you would have known that Lady Squanda put her foot in it this year. She deserves it. She's heads and toes above the rest. Yeah, head to the sky, feet on the ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Proof up. that you can't really be cancelled. Um, let me see. Not really interested in any of these other best Zim Dancehall artists in diaspora. Wait, the best helmet oh, artist. That's what I said. So does that mean like who are the helmet the best? Like 
People's choice. Helmet company. People's choice. Freeman, uh, Winky D, Sekalas, Enzo Aishel, Vanchoga, Blot. Vanchoga? Is that guy still making music? Uh, yeah, most is, influential very, artist. He's subdued these days. Phil, please tell me, why do you have best mm-hmm. male and most influential artist? Like then you ask like I organized this. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Bro. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't like, see. as much as I advocate for us being outside, one place you will not find me is here. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, actually, you're very right. Uh, we spoke <laughs> about Netflix. Ooh, Hilsey. Yeah, Hilsey was on BBC. We should have had him in Zimbabwe and doing it big, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? Psh, light work. You know what I mean? Psh, light work. That's how we do. Psh. You know, these these PR jobs. Anyway, shout out to Hills, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I nah, that, that was actually that was actually that was actually a dope look, man. Shout out to shout out to the team of the BBC. Shout out to DJ Edu the Afro boss for that look. Not only did we get a full article on the homepage on the BBC website, we got a whole radio show dedicated to us for This Is Africa. And I knew it was a good look. I knew it was big. I just didn't realize how big it was because after the article goes up, like Stephen Chan is tweeting about Hilsey. Do you know how wild that is? I was like, what? Hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's a good job. Good hmm. job. Uh, who's Stephen Chan? Uh, he's... um. Um, uh, uh, political scientists originally from New Zealand, then moved to the UK. Then he was assigned as part of his portfolio, Africa and Zimbabwe. So he's, he's become like, a, um, in various government agencies for, for the EU, I believe he, he was assigned to oversee Zimbabwe as part of his, his portfolio. And he, he writes about the issues in the country. So he's kind of like, um, he's kind of like the political version of the Steve Hankey. On Zimbabwe. It's like a, it, it, it's essentially like, not to compare, but the equivalent is like seeing like a former ambassador tweeting about a hip hop artist. It's like, what? Mm, I get what you get what you're saying. Get what you're saying. All right, all right, all right, mm. all right. Cool, 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 cool. Well, shout out Hilsey. Shout out you guys doing a good job with pushing that man's. Hopefully mm-hmm. it translates to opening act for Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? When she comes, National <laughs> Come on now. Come on. August 2023. Huh? You heard it here. From first. your mouth to God's ears. From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> the SA charts have given us South Africa's most streamed songs of 2022. That's across Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and Deezer. Go how far a boom play. <laughs> Guys, come on. Um, <laughs> let's take a You're a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, must say, that. out of out of the top ten, seven are South African songs. Yeah, man, South right? Africans support their own. Yeah, South Africans support their own. Um, the numbers are also insane. So, Sete, according to this, racked up fourteen million streams. Mm-hmm. But I'd also understand why there's a decimal point. That is, I guess, I don't know, but. 
I don't know. We didn't touch on it because it, it dropped when we were off. I think we were dealing with Dr. Nyright's death, but I don't know if you saw the, the brouhaha over Sete and the various versions of it that exist online. I did, yeah. And I, I, just a quick Google, or not even Google, there was a Twitter search that uh, cleared it up pretty quickly. But yeah. Um, I think so, long story short was that uh, he used a beat that had been used before. That is true, but then there is this. Oh, I have, oh, so you haven't heard it yet? Let me play it for you, Dan. So there's there's a there's another song called Misophil, and he did this song, and let me play it for you. And this dropped before Sete, so not only is it the same beat, but listen. Your ex man looking at me funny. Yeah, yeah. This is City. I was going to. I was trying to get really If you listen to the song, the there's the bridge which has a very, very, very similar melody. But yeah, I mean, I think let's actually lump this up with Sir Trill. So Sir Trill um, had some comments earlier today, or yesterday actually, basically lamenting that yo, no matter how many hits I've made, I've never received a cent from them. Um, personally, as someone who's now dealing with this on a day to day, I really have no. I have my sympathy for artists these days in certain instances zero, because you know what I've realized, Dan, and I, I hate to generalize, and I certainly don't know such situation, so I don't want uh, to diminish it. So, but from a certain angle, no matter how you cut it, first and foremost, with the Seteguan, if you can afford it, please. Do not get your beats from BeatStars or do not get them from YouTube. Work with producers wherever possible. Either say, have them send you the beat or work with them in the studio because you'll, you will come across these issues. Yes, you might have a hit, but you're going to have a whole lot of headaches trying to make sure that people don't capitalize off your music or you own that song exclusively. That's one thing. The second thing was the true. When you make a song, no matter, no matter what, whether it's terrible or whether it's a certified hit in your eyes, do not leave the studio without an agreement in place. Either have a split sheet. There's our, our brother who's on the show who started a website called Moti. Moti.Africa. M-O-T.Africa. Munya If you go to that website, it's got a free resource to create split sheets. Ipapo, Ipapo. 
All you need is your email address. If you don't have that, create a WhatsApp group and have everyone state their name, what they've done on the song and the percentage of the song they're taking. Or create an email and email everyone who contributed the song and have them state what the percentages are. But don't allow a song to be released without it being on paper or being it in black and white about how much you own of that song. And also, make sure, and this, is, this goes without saying, make sure the moment your song is released, either your label, your publisher, or at the very least, your collection management society or your PRO, that is your Zimura in Zimbabwe, your Samra in South Africa, make sure when your song is released, you tell them, hey guys, I'm a member. This is my song. This is the percentage of the song. Because if you don't do that, you will not get paid. The people who are supposed to collect on your behalf will not know they're supposed to be collecting on your behalf. Or the people who might not have your best interests at heart are going to take your intellectual property. And the story is so old. I, I don't understand why it still happens. I, I, it just boggles my mind. Um, it's old, Phil, because you've spent a long time knowing, you've spent a while knowing this information. There was a point where you didn't know this information, even though everything was still, you know, in, out there in the, in the uh, public domain. Um, no, so I, no, wait, I, I, wait, okay, sorry, state your point. I, I thought you were moving on, but yeah, carry on, and then I'll come. No, no, I'm not moving. On. I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic in this way. So, on the one hand, it's true of every industry in the world, but I think there's some unique situations or circumstances in the music industry that makes this situation a big deal. So, when you are new and it's your first time, but you're really talented, other people are going to make money off you. At some point, you learn how to protect yourself, you learn how to position yourself correctly so that you are able to capitalize off the money that you make. I would say that is true of almost every industry in the world. You're smart, you're talented, you're a genius, whatever it is, other people are going to make money off of you. And it is what it is. It's especially true in the music. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. In fact, I think it's wrong to, uh, uh, to a certain extent, but that's how it happens. And I think in the music industry, because there's so much murkiness in how these things work, um, a lot of musicians get taken advantage of early on. And even for a while after they've made hits. So, for example, Sir Trill's exact words were, so many hit songs and I've never seen a cent. I think that one, two, three hit songs and not seeing a cent is not only understandable, but expected. At some point, like, come on, bro. You've been in the trenches. You've started figuring out how things work. Now you start making moves so that you benefit from what you're doing. If you still just keep doing the same thing over and over as if you're a rookie, you're new, it's your first time. I mean, what do you expect is going to happen? And it's not a good thing. I still think there's shocks and people who are going to abuse and uh, manipulate and take advantage of uh, um, people who just have good intentions. And that's wrong. I don't think that should happen. But I also think that you have to wise up at some point. Um, so 
exactly. your first hit, your first couple and, of hits. And that being said, unfortunately, the way things are set up, yeah, you're not the one who's going to be eating off of those. Anyway, yeah, go on. So, many things. First and foremost, this Sertra was had the same argument, well, the same cry last year. So, how many times are you going to cry about the same issue? Come mm-hmm. on, Dow, get your act together. Secondly, um, I I push back a little on that because even before I knew about split sheets, even before I knew about like the stuff I know now. I was a fan of music and as a fan of music, you consume content around music and it doesn't take you long after consuming content around music. There's a common theme. Yo, bad record deal, bad, bad agreement. Someone took money. Someone didn't take my money. And then if you keep reading or you keep watching documentaries or you keep learning or you just keep investigating, the next thing is they'll tell you what they did to correct it. And it's widely available. And in this day and age, I don't understand because every artist, they t- you are taught how to become an artist. And for the most part, you teach these guys teach themselves. The producers go on YouTube and they'll learn. And that's the frustrating thing. These producers or these artists will spend countless hours in YouTube tutorials. Do you know how difficult it is to teach yourself something from a tutorial? Because... People that normally do tutorials aren't teachers. They are experts themselves. So they are speeding through the process. So for you to be smart enough and skilled enough to pick up what they're teaching and, and apply it to whatever setup you have and to make hits, you are incredibly intelligent and talented. But you, you, you also obviously don't want to apply that same dedication to learning how to become a good producer or a good artist and learning your this is how I write a melody. This is how I build a melody. This is how I do 16 bars. I do an eight bar bridge. This is how I do a chorus. All that requires research and understanding and education. But at no point have you Googled how to get paid off music. And that's why I'm like, I, don't, I, I genuinely don't understand that. Because even the basics, we, Dan, you and I know this. I, even when I was a kid, I knew this. If I went to Dan, as a teenager, and I wanted to buy a phone from Dan, I would say, yo, Dan, okay, let's write that down. And I have a piece of paper. It might not have been legally binding for all we knew, but at least like, we're like, there's a piece of paper that is protecting us or that informs us, right? Let's at least have some sort of agreement. If I give you my intellectual property, let's have an agreement in place that says, yo, I'm entitled to X, or this song might not even make money, but this half is mine, this half is yours. Or something. Because all the while, with Sir True, for all his complaints, I have not heard one example, one story of him exercising his legal rights. I have not heard one example of him saying, yo, I went to Samro. I went to Sampra. And I asked them, yo, where's my money? They produced a statement and they told me, so-and-so has stolen my money. They have not done that. He's not done that. He hasn't even said that, yo, Someone is collecting my royalties on my behalf. He's simply just saying I haven't been paid. And, and, and I, I don't even want to be insulting. But there's a very high likelihood. I, I would like to think it's not possible. I, I, I think it's impossible. But it might be possible. That, that money is just uncollected. Like man, it just hasn't registered to collect his royalties. And if that's the case, that'll be, well, that'll be embarrassing. But 
outside of all that, like complaining on social media accomplishes nothing. Unless there's I, I, a strategy I, I, in place, like okay, I'm going, no, I'm going to create no, awareness no, here. No, no, no. Then I'm going to do this, 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 and this. It's not. This is not everything is strategy. Sometimes you're just talking. Sometimes, in fact, most of the time you're just talking. If I, Phil, if I were to go through, if I were to scroll through your tweet, tweets, I'm going to find a place where you're ranting or you're complaining or you're, or there's something that you're upset about. And I'll be asking you, what's the strategy? It's not a strategy. You're just speaking. You're just expressing your feelings. So let's not look at this as strategy. He should have a strategy that is different to him make, putting out this complaint. In fact, even what he's saying, he's just, he basically said, I'm tired and I'm mentally damaged. That's what he said. That's not a strategy. That's just him talking about what's going on. He should have a strategy. That's a separate conversation. I agree with you. But don't look at this as, what's the strategy behind you complaining? You get what I mean? Let's agree to disagree. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm so, going to, I'm, actually this week, I'm going to retweet all of Phil's complaints and then I'm going to ask you what is the strategy? You know, so most of these, most of the time they actually, they actually is a strategy and sometimes it's yes, yes, I'm venting, right? But I also, the stakes are, are far lower than, than Satrul. And I highlighted some of these in the, in the, in the Patreon group. I'm not going to repeat them because you need know, to subscribe to our Patreon to get that uh, information. But in this industry, especially in the African industry, the stakes are very high. Like venting for the, the sake of venting, especially about something like that, eh, there, are, there are repercussions there. Like there's real repercussions. And that's the problem. Because at the, at the, at the minimum, right, even if you don't put names on this one, because you called out someone's name last time, your fans are now going to be like, oh, homie's still doing you dirty? And now you're bringing my name into disrepute. So now, if my name is reported to dispute, these are the two things. Either I'm being falsely accused of something or you're calling me out for my bad misdeeds, right? So if they're my bad misdeeds, do you want me to correct them or do you want me to become more of an asshole? Because if you don't have any um, recompense, it's like the Khalees situation all over again. Remember Khalees was ranting and I was like, I can understand why she's mad, but she has no right to complain here or she has no right to call Beyonce out of name and say Beyonce don't come. Why, why would I call you? You don't own the, the song. Like mm. that's just that's just the harsh reality of it. Like you don't own the song. So what's the point of you ranting? Like all all you've done is just upset me. And now that you've upset me, you know what? Whatever publishing revenue you're gonna hear of this, nah, I'm taking it off. How about that? And the guy you're complaining, nah. Now now enjoy not being on the song at all. And the annoying thing there is I I, I still see those as different though. No, but my, my point my ultimate point here is a okay step one issue one is guys wherever you can protect yourselves there are no friends in this industry there are none there are no friends i literally i literally just had this conversation with someone this afternoon and i told him you have no friends in this industry even me i'm not your friend our relationship is predicated yes i like you but also because this is a business arrangement so keep that in mind right well, that's issue one. You have no friends in this industry. So protect yourself wherever you can. Issue two is play the long game. How are you helping yourself by doing this? I don't get it. I think there maybe maybe I have I have room to 
put to to back off my stance because as you said I do understand when you're upset and you're frustrated sometimes you just want to vent but if I was his team if I was his manager I'd be like my guy please take that down vent in your friends group vent on a phone call don't vent on social media because no good is going to come of this that I agree with in general just in life like um obviously people use their social media for different things but in my opinion don't put like too much personal stuff on there that we've already seen how so much can be used against you in so many ways but then again you know some people feel then what's the point of social media so yeah but i i'm in agreement with that but anyway phil listen let's wrap this up Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's get some music. Let's see. Yeah, let's get some yeah. music. Oh no, no, you want to talk about this? Give us a quick rundown of this. Nope, nope, story. nope, 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 nope. Zero stories there. We are wrapping it up. Um, I have one new song. I'm willing to end the show with it, unless you have another one that you want to end with. That's the new Saint Flow, which I think is pretty dope. Um, I quite enjoyed it. It's called Pamwe Wangao Singadi. Uh, the new Saint Flow quite feeling it and i think saint flow has got some jams and this is something else you want to end the show with all right let's let's end it no no mm-hmm. we can end with that i've got a few items i'll add them to the playlist i actually i actually need to make some time yeah. this weekend i'll update the the 2023 playlist mm-hmm. i'll get the artwork you know done and then we'll start that. sharing that hmm? you've been saying that for long eh no i'm talking about the 2023 2022 i updated it's been updated it's there like it's it's doing well Shout out to everyone who subscribed to that. We're going to be adding a new one. So please make sure you follow the pages. You know what, Dan? Actually, you just reminded me. Remind me to say something when we're done recording. Um, but yeah, um, don't forget to like our podcast. Subscribe, please. If you have not, please leave a review. Please follow us on social media. And if you can, if you can spare a dollar, if you can spare two, if you can spare five, we really appreciate it. Please do subscribe to our patreon or just send us some money via paypal that's two broke trumbles.com forward slash donate shout out to everyone who's been um keeping us going shout out to the people that helped us with dr Nero's funeral we really appreciate that thank you guys so much that was amazing and i think that's one of the the real heartwarming things about like having a community like the one we have is just the way you guys showed up for us so thank you so much um i was chatting to dan earlier and i was just like we actually have one of the biggest or the bigger uh, Patreon communities on the continent. So we want to try and make sure that we, we give you guys value for your dollar. So if you are in the Patreon group or you need to follow us on social media, just let us know, like, what, what other perks can we give you? Like, what else would you like us to do, you know, to make this worth your while? Um, now that the pandemic is over, now that there's a lot more freedom of movement, we're definitely going to try to get back to doing more events and stuff like that. But any other ideas, do, please do share them. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, have I missed anything, Dan? No, 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 absolutely. You know what? I'm going to ask my wife uh, if she is comfortable with me sharing one or two. We just got our wedding pictures. I might share one or two in the Patreon group. <laughs> mm. If she's okay with that, uh, I'll ask her. Uh, she, she she's is, already you, posted like you guys, 10 of them on Instagram. So. Yeah, yeah, but those, you best believe those have been, uh, you know, Severely vetted. Wow. <clears throat> wow. You're sleeping on the couch? No, no. I mean, as in, you know, it's, 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 it's important to choose the right photos for the right, um, you know, aesthetic for the right environment and the right mood and the right post. Don't just post or just share. No ways. You know, so I will share some exclusives 
uh, as long as I get permission, which I don't see any problem with. But yeah, then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, those in our Patreon group will have some exclusives. It's a small, it's a small gift I can give to you for being so supportive of the wedding and of the podcast in general and of our lives in 2022 and in 2023 going forward. So yeah, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles. Shout out to our producer, Iconic Crims, who will be putting this together. Hey, all the best. Uh, and we are going to end with that brand new Saint Flo called Pamwe Wangao Singade. And we will catch you in the next episode. We out. All right. Please don't waste my meditation. 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 Don't waste my energy I know you didn't come for me Angels, they fight for my peace They fight for my peace